Welcome to the Now Is Your Chance podcast with me, Nick Pidgeon, positive psychologist and international success coach. This is the space where you can find inspiration and motivation to live your life with happiness, personal power, and unstoppable success. of the Now Is Your Chance podcast, where I am over the moon to be welcoming the amazing Rebecca Campbell onto the show. Rebecca is a best-selling author, inspirational motivational speaker, spiritual teacher, grounded spiritual mentor, and practical intuitive guide. Through her book, Light Is The New Black, working with clients, her powerful meditations and teaching, she has guided thousands of women all around the world to listen to the callings of their soul, work their light, and create a life that is completely aligned to them. Her second book, Rise Sister Rise, is available. Hello and welcome, Rebecca. Awesome to have you here on the Now Is Your Chance podcast. I'm so, so thrilled to be speaking with you today. How are you? I'm great. I'm really happy to be meeting you. (laughs) It's our first time that we've ever spoken, so it's really cool and so interesting um, to meet another baby of the world who's from one country, ended up in another, and doesn't know where home is, right? (laughs) Absolutely. So we kind of swapped. So I'm a UK Hay House author. You're an Aussie Hay House author. So tell me a little bit about your journey. Well, I'd say I had my first awakening when I was really young as a as a young girl and um yeah, I grew up in Australia and and yeah, I I just inhaled every single spiritual book I could possibly find from a really really young age and and you know, and I remember when I was younger picking um a book off the shelf which is from Hay House and I I knew that that was my path, but at the same time, it was kind of really a bit weird to be into like past lives and and the journey of the soul. And so I really battled with this, like being normal versus the spiritual side, which I find is really interesting because I think now spirituality is actually quite hip and it's becoming quite fashionable, <laughs> which is which is, I guess, in a way a relief. And I find it a bit weird as well. But um, yeah, I, I very much um, resonated with the term light worker, which to me means anyone who is, is devoted to uh, lighting up the world with their presence, anyone who is devoted to listening to the whispers of the soul or the spirit versus the ego and the mind. And yeah, but I ended up in a spiritual closet and I decided to be an undercover light worker ended up in advertising. Um, I saw how many messages were just bombarded at people constantly. And I kind of wanted to put positive vibes um, through those channels. But, um, and it was just a wonderful training ground, really. I was a, I started as a writer there and then I went, um, I became a creative director eventually. But yeah, I moved over from, from Sydney when I was about like early 20s and you know had the big goals of I wanted to be a creative director of a London agency by the time I was 30 the six figures the all of that stuff and it was like tick 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 everything happened I was very good at consciously creating my life but as every year progressed it 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 just became harder to hold together and 
my life just didn't feel aligned to, you know, it just didn't fit who I was deep, deep down. And yeah, after some, some like several very significant, um, I guess, crumblings of my life through losing several friends and my 11-year relationship ending and just all of that. I, I, it was around the Saturn Returns age, the 28 to 30, which tends to be, it's like if there's a card deck in the tarot deck, it's the, it's the tower card where when you pull it, it's like people are jumping out of the building. It's like, ah, it was pretty much that. And, you know, I, I, I wrote this, prayer this poem which I've got in my first book Light is a New Black which is I pray that you hit rock bottom because that's exactly what happened to me and it was at that rock bottom moment what happened in that moment was that I finally let go of of this idea of having to consciously create my life and make things happen and finally allowed myself to surrender to 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 I guess the the voice of my intuition and and facing the the path which of the work I knew I came here to do, but I was just really scared to do. <laughs> and yeah, and then, you know, when I was at that moment, I, I knew I'd been studying an intuition. I'd been like a, you know, I'd studied intuitive and healing arts. I was a life coach. I'd, I'd done all the training, but it was just time to really step out of the spiritual closet and, and, and step into the work that I, absolutely knew I came here to do and for me that looked like uh, really creating a disciplined spiritual practice so I was really tapping into the intuition um, and then the other thing I did which was was so powerful was um, something as simple as following what lit me up so for me if you like I had been just trying to do I, I would say I was trying to like do the light or work the light rather than actually be it and and so I started writing a list of the things that lit me up and for me that became flowers at first and when I got that answer I was like that's a bit of a stupid like I need something more solid here like tell me what my career is meant to be or tell me what you know what country to visit or something and I was like no give yourself flowers and so I did that and surrounded myself with flowers and was in that kind of rock bottom area where, you know, those flower, the roses and these beautiful flowers really just kind of soothed and healed my heart in ways that nothing else that I, I could find or if therapy or anything really could. And then I was guided to just spend time in nature and around the flowers and it seemed just so, so, so simple, but oh my gosh, it just had such a significant effect on me. And so I, I really, I, I, I woke up every morning and I took myself to Regent's Park Rose Garden, which is one of my favorite places in London. Growing up in Australia, it's like parks aren't really a thing. It's more like, you know, I, I grew up on the beach and so it was just like, get down the beach, you know. Um, and so it took me probably about eight years living in London to finally go, oh my gosh, the parks are beautiful. <laughs> And so with the park, I, I would walk in the park every morning and around the flowers. And what would happen is I'd be inspired to write down like headlines and paragraphs and these messages, which my soul was really whispering to me. And so I wrote them on my Instagram and then that turned into um, like a blog post, which turned into a website, which then turned into a book proposal, which then turned into a book. And I remember when I was, was sitting down and putting the last word of the first book, Light is the New Black, 
I clicked file and save and kind of closed my laptop and looked up and I realized I was like right in the middle of Regent's Park Rose Garden where I'd written every single chapter of that book. And, you know, I was just in awe and I still am in awe at how effortless that process actually was compared to my when I was in my corporate job. It was like I was it was really hard to hold things together. Mm-hmm. I held them together really well. I made life happen really well. But, you know, just a couple of years later, it's like whew, when things are in alignment, when you're allowing yourself to honor those whispers as scary as they are. Wow the support we can feel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and it's all about following your joy. So the, you say follow follow the light, and I would mm-hmm. say follow your joy because that is your compass yeah. and that gives you the map and it gives you the indicator of where you're supposed to be. Life isn't supposed to be difficult. Obviously, we get things thrown at us. We get challenges, we get hurdles, the twists and the turns that are inevitable. But when you're following your purpose and your passion, I always mm-hmm. believe and know that that should flow for you. Mm. And what you mentioned about being in nature, we in positive psychology, we actually study that. So it's actually, Mm. it's known as a character strength to appreciate the beauty and the excellence around us. So Mm. you've got the spirit, I've got the science, and it's actually (laughs) both support each other so, so strongly. And what's interesting about your book, Light uh, Light is the New Black, the first book, is I actually, I've quoted you in my book. So, (laughs) so I was sitting in, I was in Australia because I left the UK last year to write my book in, I left in May or June and I went over there for three months and never went home. And I remember sitting in Brisbane and there was a a power cut. The Wi-Fi wasn't working. I couldn't, couldn't do my business. I couldn't work. So I was like, oh, what am I going to do? So I thought I'll go to the Thai restaurant along the road and I'll do some work from there. And I got to the Thai restaurant and there was no Wi-Fi in the restaurant for some reason. So I thought, what am I going to do? So I thought, I'll read Rebe- Rebecca's book. I'd already started it. And in that Thai restaurant, I sat and I had tears in my eyes. I had tears flowing down my face and I was having a breakthrough that you had created. So I have so much gratitude for you and your writing, Rebecca, because there's, I pulled a passage from that day that says, um, I bless the thing that broke me down and cracked me open because the world needs me open. And it's exactly what you say. I pray that you hit rock bottom because there you can find your strength. So thank you for that. Oh, wow. Thank you for sharing with me and what a what an honor, what a pleasure. And I'm so glad, I, I love that story. It was, it's huge, so thank you, thank you. Um, you mentioned also your spiritual practice. So I always recommend a spiritual practice and I recommend a morning ritual that includes some mindset work, some spiritual work, meditation. What would you recommend to everyone that's Mm. listening if they wanted to bring a little bit more spirituality into their own lives? Okay, so I would say like my staple spiritual practice is a form of practice called light sourcing where you really open yourself up to be filled up and replenished by that universal force that controls the spinning of the planets, the the tides, the the moon, all of that stuff. Um, And like that's available for free on my website. Just go to rebeccacampbell.me if you want to download it. Um, So yeah, that's what I'd recommend. The reason I like that form of meditation is that it's like, 
it, it puts you in receiving mode. And so particularly if you're a really busy person, you're kind of like, oh, all this stuff to do or whatever. It's just like, it's like allows yourself to be really held by Mother Earth, by, by you know, the light, by all of that. So that's what I'd recommend. And, you know, and then if, if you're finding that, that and you know every med like that meditation all the meditations you do all that you have to find the one that's right for you yeah so that is definitely the one that's right for me but if it's not just like keep trying until you find one that is but I would say as I'd echo what you said I really wholeheartedly believe in the discipline of showing up every day um, you know, I used to be a major dabbler when it came to spiritual practice. You know, I might one day I might meditate for an hour, another day I might like do a vision board and this and this and this and this and this. And but then the moment I had a shit day, my spiritual practice would slide. And so what I do now is like it's a non-negotiable ten minutes a day, which isn't much, but it's like oh that happens no matter what you know it's like that's me I wake up and it's like I fill myself up I tune in I, I, I do a little bit more I say a particular prayer and you know but and there's lots of different spiritual practices that I may do on top of that but that is like the the staple that's what I needed to like get into alignment and just make sure that I'm not reacting to life okay yeah. and then how will you know because for me when you do a, a, a morning practice on the days that you don't do it, let's say that we're on a plane and we're traveling somewhere, or maybe you are staying at a friend's house, if there's some part of your ritual that you can't do, I always feel like you can you can feel for the rest of the day, you feel lethargic, you feel like your, your day's kind of getting the better of you. How can you tell, like, what's the difference for you if you do and I, you don't do it? If I don't do it, I feel more tired because it's like yeah. I'm just relying on my own energy. And I'm also, I'm just a bit more of a bitch, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a little bit short. Like there's the patience in me isn't, isn't as high. And I think also I, I do a lot more numbing out. So like when I'm highly med meditated, <laughs> I'm less likely to be on Facebook. I'm less likely to be on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not like... I don't like drain drain time away. I'm 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 very clear. I, I think also the reason for that is that particularly if it's like the the power of the morning practice is that like they say if you if you if you check your emails constantly during the day or check your emails first thing, your day is based on other people's intentions rather yeah. than your own. That's what I see spiritual practice as as well. You know, if you're if you're looking up Facebook the first moment or if you're turning on the news or whatever, what's going to happen is that the external world is going to be designing what your day is. Whereas if you tune in first, it's like, boom, you know, and when you're doing practice, I know for me, it's like I'll replenish. And then what will also happen is I'll get very clear guidance of like the one thing that I need to do today. And it's like, I write that down. And it's like, that needs to be done before anything else. I love that. I love that. So it actually helps you get clear on your priorities rather huge. than responding to other people. That's huge. What I also love about you, Rebecca, is that you're super honest and authentic and everybody looks up to you as a thought leader, a guru, a, a spiritual leader for the next generation. But you're so open to say sometimes things, sometimes I don't feel, feel awesome. Sometimes I am a bitch. And I think mm -hmm. that's really refreshing for everyone that's listening to understand 
that you don't have to be perfect at meditation every day. You don't have to be perfect at feeling happy and feeling amazing every day, but taking a step in the right direction is absolutely where it's at. Mm, totally. I so agree. You know, we're cyclic beings and you know, we are as humans, we aren't in nature, we're part of nature. And you just have to look at nature and it's like it's got four seasons every single year. <laughs> and so it's impossible for us to bloom all year round and be in that spring and summer energy constantly. We need to in order for new things to rise in us to bloom, we need to let the things that once served us fall away. And that is hard. And like I often say, I've got I've got a chapter in my new book, Rise Sister Rise, which is like being human is hard. And I really believe that. I believe we all deserve a medal for being human. <laughs> and it's also amazing and magnificent and awesome, you know. But it's like navigating life is, it's like, I don't know anyone who finds it effortless, you know. And so, you know, like recently I, I broke my foot a couple of weeks ago. And so, and it was like I had a really big speaking gig on the weekend. I had, like, got my new book launching, all of this. There's all of this kind of stuff. And it was like it, it forced me to just, like, surrender to – I wouldn't call it a rock bottom because it, it wasn't like a hardcore rock bottom, but it forced me to surrender to what was falling away. And now, this week, I'm like, oh, my God, everything is amazing. But had I not allowed what was wanting to drop off me to drop off, I would not be feeling great now. And so I think I'm really passionate about about us being really real about our experiences and not being ashamed, particularly because I think particularly in the spiritual self-help, self-development world, it's very easy to kind of like um, judge when people are going through a rough patch. But I actually believe that, that often the rough patch is an amazing thing because it means that something else is wanting to be birthed. And you look at the process of birth and birth is like, birth is agony and it's a miracle. And we're birthing ourselves every, every day, every year, every every month. So, yeah. And this, this all good. Yeah, any, any new beginning is kind of like the end of something else finishing as well. So it's that, it's that universal balance. There's always a polarization yeah. of good and bad and light and dark and day and night. And we've always got to understand that we have to take the rough with the smooth. One of my mm. favorite sayings is, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's about, it's, a, it's something that really helps me to let go in a moment. Because if mm. something happens that is bad or we categorize as bad, we can always gain perspective by saying, okay, it is what it is what's the next thing that I can do to, to make things better? How can I let go of this and the attachment to this and the rumination and the negative just to find mm. some positive space that I can move forwards within? I love it. So Rebecca, tell us about the books. So you've got a brand new book coming out, which is Rise, Sister, Rise, which I'm so excited to get my hands yeah, on. Here. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. And you've had Light is the New Black as well. So how is... Rise, Sister, Rise, different from your first first book? Mm. So Light is the New Black is like a, an encouragement. It's like, it's like a, I wouldn't say it's like me pushing you off, or it kind of is. It's like, go on, leap, run up and leap, run up and leap. And, and it's, a, it's, it's a remembering of, of like, it's like, okay, this is what we came here to do. So it helps you like listen to your intuition and get clear on where you are being called. 
Um, rise this to rise is the feminine. So this is all about surrendering to the wisdom, ancient wisdom, and the the potent power of being a woman. I've realized that we are not taught how to be women. We are not taught how to surrender to the feminine that's rising. And it's rising in men and women, but particularly women who, uh, you know, we've learned to make it in a man's world in a way. And where, you know, there's only, there's not that many archetypes of women that are, that are celebrated in our society. That is changing now. But, you know, like, for example, as, as a woman, every month with the moon, our cycle changes, which is like a death and re, being, being, like we go through all of the seasons in a single month. As, as women, we're not taught what that means. We find ourselves like feeling freaking crazy when we're ex- extra sensitive and whatever. But actually, it's like there, there is a process to understand the different cycles and why when we're in the spring and summer phase, we feel amazing. And then the moment that we go into the PMS and then the menstruation bit, it's kind of like, oh, my God, everything... So just understanding things like that, that, like that's just one chapter in the book, but Mm -hmm. it's like filled with all these potent bits of information, which I know I, I have been yearning for without even knowing that I was. And yeah, it's really a, a a call to action and um, an invitation for, for, for women to surrender to the wisdom, surrender to, the potency of their presence and who they and the work and creations that like are really calling and wanting to be birthed by them so it's quite a powerful book this one lines the new black is like a is like a woohoo you can yeah you know this one is like it's like a deeper surge okay so yeah and i mean even while i was writing it the the writing flowed through so easily and it was just like beautiful and it's I think it's a lot more mystical and poetic than light is the new bat black um but you know even just like I'd write a chapter and I'd have to like sleep for three days because it was like I had to like hold mm-hmm. the energy so yeah I'd say it's it's yeah I'm looking at her now she's only just arrived for me um but yeah she's um she's definitely packed with a lot of messages <laughs> I can't wait to read it. So you mess you mentioned that the book kind of flows through you. Do you feel like your books come from are they written from your head? Are they written from your heart? Or do they come from so, somewhere else entirely? Yeah, so I believe for me, my books and I'm perhaps all, but I can only comment on on me, my books, it's almost like a, a consciousness. So Light is a New Black, it was I would call it like that's the council of light energy. It's like the pure white light energy. Um, it was like me tapping into that and then the messages coming through me in meditation. So that's really how I write. It's like I kind of like move with the, connect with the energy of the book and then I'll get a headline, which tends to be the book title. And then, yeah, I'll receive information for it. And so my style of writing is very much, I'm receiving the writing for myself as much as my reader. And, you know, I mean, Light is the New Black, I very much wrote that, I wrote that to myself because it was the book that I yearned for so much all through my life. So I wrote it for different 
different ages of myself, which then mean different ages of anyone who would like me because mm-hmm. I know I'm not alone. Um, whereas Rise, Sister, Rise, it was like it, it was I was receiving the lessons for myself, which is why I think I needed to sleep in between. So I'd, I'd get the lessons and I'd like kind of like sleep in order to embody it, <laughs> it to be able to teach it. And then the next one would come. So, yeah, that's that's my process of, write, of writing it. Yeah, it's always been that way. And it absolutely does take a lot of energy because you give so much to your book, but at the same time, you gain so much as well. I definitely mm. notice because a lot of my book writing is channeled as well. And I, yeah. fa- I feel the difference and I can read the difference in my writing when it's come from a place of, oh my goodness, I need to write 2000 words today. Let's get the words on the page compared with something where I've meditated and then it's flown through me it's a completely different Mm -hmm. style and quality of writing and it's it's so true mm. and you know that's the difference between the masculine and the feminine right absolutely and it's it's amazing Mm. that we have those gifts that we can open up and share with people to really help them one of Mm. my chapters I remember I'd, I'd finished writing for the day I was tired I was ready for bed I walked into my ensuite to take my makeup off and then I had this line that came to me for the start of a chapter and I thought oh I'm so tired though I'll just go to bed and I thought no Nick it's a sign come on let's write and this whole chapter flowed out Mm. beautifully Mm. and it was done so so great Mm. it's an amazing process so what does rise sister rise mean to you Mm. it's really the surrendering to what is wanting to be birthed through you it's it this book rise sister rise it is for women um while the feminine is rising in all of us but it's for women it's like it's really about healing the mother line it's about surrendering to our ancientness like that ancientness that that you know times in history where we we knew like we knew like we knew, you know, we were so in tune with our intuition. And it's also an invitation to two, twofold. One, really let go of what is no longer serving us, like from a societal point of view as well as individually. And and to for us as women to really step into into the the bigness and the potency of 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 who we are rather than fitting into like a certain little box of what a woman should be. Wow, that's just giving me goosebumps. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think every every woman has the power within her. She might it might just be that whisper. It might not be the roar or the scream yet or she might not feel feel fully embodied into that power, but I know that every woman has it within her and I believe Absolutely. yeah, I, and it's Sorry, darling. No, no, no. Carry on. So, so because it's interesting in ancient times and all different traditions, women, women, and women have been seen as the provider of Shakti, and now Shakti is like the universal power. I've just got a little baby puppy dog and named her Shakti, Aww. so she's kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the universal feminine energy. It's like it's like you know it's like and so it was like through women man had a, a a connection with god i mean everyone can have their own connection to the divine but it's interesting 
when we look at it like that, it's like like they say that women women don't don't learn; they they awaken from within. You know, it's not about as a woman we have so much wisdom within us that is just waiting for us to kind of peel back the edges. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty exciting. <laughs> I'm really, really excited to read it. So how can we get our hands on the book? Head over to risesisterrise.com and there is the book trailer there so you can have a little look at it and then, yeah, all the different places. Like every, you know, like your book will be Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Booktopia, all of that stuff. So, yeah, just grab it and, um, yeah, hope you enjoy it. Awesome. And then what's next for Rebecca Campbell? I know you do a lot of speaking. You've got your membership site coming out. Tell us all about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I'm going to be doing a book tour for Rise Sister Rise. So I've got um, a couple of events in the UK in December. Um, I'm doing a Rise Sister Rise day in London. And then there's another one in Bournemouth. And I'm also going to New York in November. So and maybe LA, that's just firming up. So that'll be exciting. And um, yeah, on 7th of October, I'm launching the Rise Sister Rise Sisterhood, which is, it's like a, a monthly membership where you get like a, a meditation or a journey or a ritual and teaching video and worksheet and all of that every month. And, and it's like um, a gathering of, of, of women who are commi committed to listening to the whispers and, and, and rising and supporting each other together. So, yeah, so lots happening. Awesome. So I'm going to be sharing all of the links that you've mentioned in the show notes so that everybody listening can get their hands on the book. They can check you out on the website. They can become a part of your membership. And when you come to LA, let me know and we can catch up for I a coffee. Will. That'd be amazing. I'd love that. Awesome. <laughs> so one final question that I always like to ask on the Now Is Your Chance yeah. podcast. Obviously, all of my work is to do with happiness and fulfillment. What is it that you do right now to find your happiness and your fulfillment? Oh, well, this is a bit of a weird answer, but now it is going to a flotation tank. Ooh. <laughs> it's like, it's just filling me up like nothing else can. Like, it's just like, it just really, it's like it just takes away all any kind of like anxious feelings that I've got and I just kind of it's like being in the mother's womb or something mm. but yeah that's really like rocking my world right now I can imagine <laughs> they it really reminds me of an episode of absolutely fabulous from years ago they went into it you should watch it <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. can you remember series recently that is so funny oh my god <laughs> totally well I I must say I have been looking like but I mean, my flat, I don't, I don't know where I'd fit it. I live in London. So it's yeah. Like take up the whole room. <laughs> I'll definitely have to try it though. I've never tried it. That sounds absolutely God, amazing. Honestly, I, um, with, with that, I, I, with, I'm such a, I love massages and spa, spa days and all of that. And anytime I went, I'd be like, why would I go to a flotation tank? That's just like lying, lying in water. Oh my God. It is amazing. It really is so much better than I thought it would be. <laughs> can't wait to try it thank you so so much Rebecca it's been an absolute gift and a pleasure to speak with you today and thank you for coming on to the show my pleasure thank you for having me